Alrighty, hope everybody's doing good. We are here with another edition of Casey Music Talk. Uh, my guest today is a bass player and teacher here in Kansas City, Heather Newman. How you doing? Oh, doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming. Uh, so I, you and I don't know each other that well. We've only talked a couple of times, mm -hmm. but I've seen you play at the jams, you know, up at um, up at Bill's Jam a couple times. Yeah. Cowdy Bill, yeah. And uh, I, I've definitely been uh, been impressed by your singing specifically and bass playing as well, but. You're definitely getting up there and just, you know, tearing it up and <laughs> doing, doing your thing, you know, and that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, I know a lot of people have seen you at the jams and, and maybe come out to your shows and stuff, but probably a lot of people don't know how you got started playing or any of your, like, history of, how did you get started, like, playing or whatever? Yeah, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, and they have a youth program up there with the Blue Society. Mm -hmm. It's called the Blue Zed Program. So they get um, kids together who play instruments, and they put them in bands, and um, they have the national and international blues musicians that come through and tour there do workshops and clinics with the kids. Mm -hmm. um, so we get um, firsthand experience from the people who are in the music business um, and specialty workshops, things like that, cater to the guitar players, the vocalists, you know, the keyboard players, the horn sections, things like that. Um, so I got a, a really good um, professional start at about 10 years old. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that, um, I was in the program for a few years and um, that's, that's really um, kind of where it happened. I sang a lot at that point. Um, when I quit the program, that's when I started to teach myself how to play guitar. Mm. Um, so I've been playing guitar for about 10 years now and then, um, you know, was able to make the transition from Omaha to KC and start playing music full time. And then I picked up the bass about two years ago. So. Yeah, that's cool. So you, so it sounds like you started with blues oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, you know, in our house growing up, we always had classic rock, um, mm. you know, blues, yeah. uh, just all the great great music mm -hmm. of, uh, sure you know the past and so we had we always had really good influences and you know being exposed to live music from such a young age um mm -hmm. you know i'm sure my mom and uh you know folks at our church you know had stuff to say behind our backs about <laughs> this lady that was taking her 10 year old to the bars mm -hmm. to go see blues bands but you know i think it I think it was great. Yeah. So. <laughs> my, my buddy said, he's like, my son's been in more bars than churches. And I was just like, <laughs> yep. you know, that, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. But so, and it sounds like that, cause I don't know what, I don't know exactly the program that you did, but that sounds like that was lessons and then sort of like, like, you know, master classes, right? I mean, it sounds yeah. like it was kind of lessons and master classes, um, sort of. A lot of it was was just master classes. Yeah. And then um, there was uh, opportunities for the bands to open up at festivals, like the Plymouth Fire Festival. Mm -hmm. um, that was my first time actually on stage um, at 10 years old, was in front of like 1,500 people wow. in Omaha. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this tiny little blonde girl on mm -hmm. stage just sitting there like, I need more in my monitor. Mm -hmm. More monitor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, so. How was that? I mean, was, were you nervous? Probably? Yeah, I was, yeah. Uh, you know, you always, um, so sometimes I still get, you know, little flutters, mm -hmm. but as soon as you, I step on the stage, it's just like, I'm home. Mm -hmm. You're right, you know, right. That, that nice sigh of relief comes and it's, it's my outlet. So yeah. it's, it's never something I'm actually nervous about doing. Mm -hmm. So. It feels home now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's good. And that, 
I think, you know, you're obviously hitting on it that that, that goes away. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the stage fright kind uh -huh. of stuff will go away the, the more you do it. Oh, yeah. You know, and sometimes know. it's just, like, depending on what's going on. Like, mm -hmm. we, um, we performed at the uh, Blues Blast Music Awards, and we did a little 15 or 20-minute set, and then they announced the categories that we were nominated in right after that mm. so that was a really that one was a little nerve-wracking mm, because yeah. mainly if we had been able to play earlier the set wouldn't have been you know what i was nervous of it was mm -hmm. having to play and then having to wait there oh my gosh did oh, we yeah, win sure. did we win, yeah. did we win? Mm -hmm. so you know there's oh, that's funny it always just kind of depends on what's actually going on and sure. maybe there might be somebody in the crowd that i'm like oh i really hope they enjoy us you know sure. yeah. so it just yeah. kind of depends but well, well, speaking of festivals, it sounds like uh, you got to play at IBC this year, which yeah. is pretty exciting. Yep. We, uh, we were supposed to represent Kansas City, but we ended up getting nominated for a Blues Music Award, mm -hmm. and which made us ineligible to actually compete mm -hmm. in the Blues Challenge, which was okay, mm -hmm. uh, because IBC is considered an amateur competition, an amateur blues competition. And um, the one thing that qualifies you to be able to compete is never having been nominated for that particular award which yeah. is what sets you apart from amateur and professional sure, sure. so we got to uh snag the label of professional mm. beforehand which you know i will definitely take that sure you know? oh, yeah. <laughs> right yeah you got you know you're a badass right? <laughs> so we can't let you perform you're like all right yeah, like you know, okay, I'm still get your name on on whatever pamphlets and whatever oh, other yeah. things. I'm sure a bunch of signs were down there and stuff. You know, yep. I mean, get your name out there. Yeah, we did all that, all the networking, and yeah. sat in at all of the jams that we could. Yeah. And participated in the showcases, so we got a, a lot of really great networking opportunities mm -hmm. um, down That's there, good. which um, hopefully will potentially get us to cross the pond a little bit later on this year mm -hmm. and some other really exciting things too so yeah yeah that sounds cool i've never been down to ibc i heard i hear it's something else i mean there's it really a lot of bands is. and it really is honestly it was it was too much yeah. it was too much blues for me mm -hmm. um because we we went down there we we got there on tuesday and we didn't leave until sunday mm -hmm. so it was like it was up straight five days yeah. from noon until midnight on beale street <laughs> with blues yeah. but it it wasn't like it wasn't like you go to a lot of the blues festivals now and there's a variety of blues. There's yeah. the funky blues people, yeah. there's the contemporary blues, there's the traditional blues. This was just all traditional. Yeah. All the same, same kind of like, you know, licks and solos mm -hmm. and and it was just like I felt like I was in a like a hazy daydream and that I just <laughs> wouldn't wake up from <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. but it was it was really awesome and I met so many awesome people and there were some really amazing bands down there that did set themselves apart mm -hmm. from the norm that was down there but the traditional blues is what they were looking for you know what sure. what the IDC is it's all about so yeah. those bands didn't you know didn't go on but they put on a hell of a show and they did exactly what they went there to do, which yeah. was to network and to make friends and to expand the business. Right. So, you know. But all the judges are looking for that, but what is the crowd looking for? The crowd. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they set themselves, a cr even though they don't win the thing and they get up there and they like just shred the crap out of it and now all the crowd's like, these guys are pretty good, yada, yada, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
there was a lot there was quite a lot of that there's a band a Justin Saladino band from Canada mm, um, yeah. uh, they're it's young guys um, they're in their early 20s um, mm. I've actually known Justin since we were about 12 or 13 years old mm. um, they came down their youth band came down to Omaha and they did like a youth band swap with my brother's blues Ed band um, mm. and so they came down to Omaha and they played our festival and then the side effects went up to Quebec oh, that's and fun. played a festival yeah. up there and um, so I've known Justin since then. He was in the band that came down. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was really excited to see that they were also competing. And they, uh, they're not blues. Mm -hmm. They're not blues. Um, they're soul. They're kind of um, like, uh, there's, they even have some like honky-tonk type songs. Mm -hmm. But cool. they are so fantastic and so smooth and soulful that, um, you know, the crowds went crazy crazy for their band but the judges just they made it to the semifinals but judges yeah. just weren't, weren't having it They're no, like, That's no love no yeah. love yeah. what's going on here <laughs> uh yeah so that that's interesting so so since we're kind of still talking about kind of your earlier days or whatever before what was there something that was kind of tricky for you when you like as you were starting to get going in your music career? Was there something that was like hard for you or easy or you can kind of answer that however you want? Yeah, you know, uh, singing always kind of came easy, mm. but harmonies. Mm. It was not the best at harmonies. It took me a really long time to be able to focus my ear and and get that. Um, but because I was so um, I was so dedicated to um, succeeding with my harmonies that now I'm to the point where majority of the time I can just start singing a song I don't need any any starting note and mm -hmm. I'll be on key so I, I don't have perfect pitch I can't like mm -hmm. can't play a note I'd be like oh that is a C sharp yeah. you know oh that's a D probably have kind of a relative pitch type of thing yeah I can yeah. be like well I can't tell I might not know exactly what key this song is in but I can sing it for you and if you give me a guitar I'll, I'll tell you I can find a note and I'll be like oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. okay there's a B yeah. you know right. it's mm -hmm. in B so I can do that kind of stuff um, and now, yeah. but uh, that was probably the, the hardest thing for me. And then, of course, when I picked up the guitar, then learning how to focus on the two things, playing and singing at the same time, yeah. strumming. And I never really connected with the guitar anyways. Mm. I honestly don't really like playing guitar. <laughs> uh, I played it for a long time, and I played it in Nick Schneblin's band, his rhythm guitar player. Hated it. Yeah. You know, and uh, but I I learned it because I had to. I didn't want to have to rely on other people to provide me my music. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to go out. I've always been that kind of driven person where if I want to do something, damn it, I'll find a way to do it. Mm -hmm. you That's know? awesome. Man. Yeah, you so, gotta have that. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. You really do. So, do you, do you have any sense of why the the background vocals were hard? Uh, no. Yeah. No. Because I, I uh, was always really good with matching pitches. Mm -hmm. Matching pitches and tone qualities. I can imitate a lot of different kinds of singers mm -hmm. and their various Adjust tones. Your, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was just um, hearing that a chord wasn't just one note. It was multiple notes that you mm -hmm. put together. Sure. You know? Yeah. And that was what I was having a hard time with was figuring out where the steps were feeling in, in my throat that, yeah you know when you're looking at a piano there's like a whole step it's a whole step mm -hmm. and then another whole step right. you know and feeling where the whole steps were 
vocally instead of just like being able to pluck it out sure. on a piano or on, a, yeah. on an instrument. Um, it's it's an entirely different beast trying to conquer vocal things. Yeah. Um, and can I mean the I would think a lot of people too they especially when you're singing something that you've heard a million times, you know, and you blast out the melody because you know it's so good, and then you're trying to come up with a different harmony part. Mm -hmm. And I know for, for me, because I have such a low voice, I'm usually going down the fifth or whatever, and then mm -hmm. somebody else, female vocalist or another, you know, higher male is going up the third, you know, and, yeah. and so I'm always going down, but sometimes I end up going down to the third, you know, and, and, and I'm just or down to the first because the vocal's not really on the one. Yeah. You know, the vocal's yeah. on in the third and I'm actually singing one and the other person's singing five, you know. Yeah. And so, like, I had trouble with that at first and once I do my, my for myself, once I do my parts a lot, then it, then it's on lockdown, you know, but, yeah. but at the beginning, it, and this especially happens because me and my buddy, he'll sing the melody and then I'm picking some part and that's all we've had for a while. Mm -hmm. Then when somebody else comes in and actually can really sing, you know, back up and they're going to do the real upper third, we're realizing we're, we're unisoning yeah. each other because I'm going down third and there. And so it gets all jack, you know, jacked up because I'm just, I'm not singing actual harmony parts. I'm mm -hmm. making up my own yeah. monstrosity and well, it yeah. sounds good, but... I don't know. Yeah, background vocals. Do you do you have a lot of fun singing background vocals? I love it. Yeah, I do love it. Yeah, mm -hmm. because you know when I'm when I'm singing my music, you know I'm I'm singing my tone and my mm -hmm. uh, my sound. Yeah. But I I really do enjoy singing live and matching other people's tone of voice mm -hmm. and and having that kind of cohesiveness come together. Yeah. You know, because you can do it with you know recorded things and on the radio and whatever there's nothing like the live energy you know yeah. I'm all about the live performances and um, I don't get to do that very often most mm -hmm. of the time somebody else is harmonizing with me yeah sure with what I'm doing yeah. so but in that instance like then I have to take myself back and not be as free and expressive with my own material because I go all over the place yeah, you know yeah. and especially when somebody's trying to add a harmony sometimes like the first time around, like if I do a chorus three times in a song, I never do it exactly the same way mm -hmm, twice, yeah. you know? So if somebody's trying to add harmonies to it and then I change it the second time around and mm -hmm. then I change it the third time around, they're like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Mother? Mm -hmm, yeah. So I yeah, have to like, sure. I have to bring myself back because that was a big thing when I was younger singing the blues. Everything sounds the same. It all sounds the same. It's just different words, you know, same exact melody, you know? Uh, for for every single line mm -hmm. and I was like that is boring this is easy music it shouldn't be boring mm -hmm. easy music is the hardest to play mm -hmm. talk talk or about that talk about that because I I, told, I I it's it's different you know because there's some classical stuff that is just insane you got to pay yeah. 30 years to even try it you know oh, yeah. but yeah but I I think when you get to that certain point some of the country and stuff, these guys just, they can't handle it. Yeah. You know, the, the boom, chuck, boom, chuck, and you got to just stay there, right? Yeah. And you got to make your brain stay there. Yeah. And they can't. I'm going to, I'm going to kill somebody, <laughs> you know, like, or bass, you know, he's sitting there and. Oh man. Yeah. I, I can't, I cannot stand playing country bass. Yeah. My guitar player, he plays country and, um, we, 
we play shows under his name as well with the same mm-hmm. band members. Um, but we do his material and I, that's kind of fun. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So it's, it's a nice change up. And I also get to step back from the, being the band leader. Yeah. I also get to step back from being the vocalist and I and just you get, get to, to focus. do your background vocal. Yeah. yeah. And then I just get to focus on the instrument, which I don't normally get to do. Normally mm-hmm. I'm having to do th- two things, yeah. which, um, you know, has, has really tremendously helped my singing and playing. But as far as just my bass playing, I don't get to expand on the things that I yeah. hear in my head because I'm focusing on everything else. Yeah, sure. Um, but, uh, oh crap. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I was going off on a whole bunch yeah. of different bunny trails from where we started out. Yeah, but, uh, uh, but that, well, so, so with your band, what have, how is that band sort of being the band leader? Now, yeah, has there been anything that's been tough or, or really fun or good or like? Yeah, you know, it's um, it's all been really interesting. You know, um, I wasn't usually the one. I have always been like an, an assertive presence. Um, people um, never, you know, tried to fuck around with me or anything mm-hmm. like that or take advantage of me when I was in school. Nobody bullied anybody in front of me because mm-hmm. I call people out on their stuff, mm-hmm. but. I'm not the kind of person who really wants to be the one that says, all right, everybody, let's go here and let's do this now. Yeah. And then you're doing this wrong. You need to do blah, blah. Dictator, you yeah. Know? And that just was not me. Mm. Um, you know, and especially with, with this band, I didn't really know any of my band members. You mm. know, we kind of came together. We're like, hey, would you like want to do this? Mm-hmm. And um, so it was learning people's personalities as well as trying to find a good way to be in control but not be rude or demanding and to be mm-hmm. inclusive and to be open for with ideas um, but it was a it was a really difficult transition because I was playing with Nick beforehand mm-hmm. and it was his band I didn't have to do anything yeah you know I did social media website stuff yeah. uh, promotion um, and the design stuff but as far as what we did where we went um, who we spoke to you know like that was that was on him. He was handling it. Yeah, yeah. that was all on him. So um, it was really weird to come into a group of people that I didn't know mm-hmm. and to say, here's a song I wrote. Here's a little piece of my heart. Mm-hmm. I really hope you enjoy mm-hmm. it. And I hope you don't like just destroy me because you don't like it right. or, you know, something like that. So yeah, sure. it was a songwriting for me at the time was a really personal thing. Mm-hmm. And I had a really hard time opening up enough and letting myself be vulnerable to share it mm-hmm. with people, you yeah. know? And I'm still like that when I'm in the middle of a song, I, I don't let anybody hear it until mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. you know, at a certain I hear point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I think that's, that's hard. And that's the reason why some people are not musicians. What you just, yeah. what you just hit on? Cause they can't. And and this is another thing about like going and trying to book shows and how, you know, we get, you know, seven no's and three yes's or, or worse, yeah. you know, worse. Or just not even any response. Or not any response. <laughs> and they, they can't handle they don't want to, uh, they don't, that vulnerability you talked about is something yeah. people just, they, they can't handle it's it. It's really hard. You know? It's really hard to do. Um, because yeah, you're, you're out in the open mm. and for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. And that's not an easy thing for anyone, anybody mm-hmm. to do. Anybody. Yeah. It's, it's not an easy thing for me to do, but I still do it because I, this is what I want to do. I want to make this work and I'm, I'm, uh, driven to, do it right and to do it well yeah. and to do myself justice and to make myself proud of what I'm doing because 
as you know and as every other musician knows, we are biggest critics. Yeah. We are our yeah. own worst critics. Sometimes they're not. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, you know. Oh, I'm man. Perfect. No, but, uh, but that's interesting, the vulnerability thing, because cause you're like, we're putting ourselves vulnerable to the, uh, for, for owners to tell us we're crap or whatever. We're putting ourselves vulnerable to the random public at the shows, and we're putting vulnerability uh, vulnerable to our bandmates, yeah. other other musicians. Yeah. I mean that's that's a lot of that's a lot of vulnerability, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. Yeah, that's that's fascinating to me about how who can who can handle that and who can't. You yeah. know, an- another example is what we're doing right here. Mm-hmm. Going on an interview show and saying what you feel. That's another you know element oh, yeah. that some people just can't even handle. They they can get up there behind their little drums. And, you know, and then they hide and then, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So, so with the, and then, and then like you were saying earlier too about dealing with, with all the personalities of each band. Oh, yeah. And I want to, my problem is I want to know their personality before I like try them out with whatever I'm going to say. I want to, I want to know how they're going to react before I say it. And that's not how it works. Yeah. I'm annoyed, you know, like how, how have you handled like the personality thing, especially with the dictator democracy kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How have you handled that? I got really lucky with the guys that I found, um, because they're extremely easygoing. Mm. Um, they're open to, um, everything we do. Um, I'm open to their suggestions. Um, but it was, um, it was kind of difficult because I didn't know these guys. Um, I'm the only girl who was the youngest one as Mm -hmm. well. So as, as usual, you know, that's nothing new for me. I'm usually the youngest one, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, it was, it was really, it was really difficult, honestly, but they made it really easy for me. Mm. They made it really easy. Um, they're all really, really fun and outgoing guys too. Um, one of the members, he was a little bit more withdrawn and everything. So it was a little, that was the hardest part was trying to communicate to him in such a way where if there was something that he wasn't doing well enough or that I didn't like particularly or that I wanted to change him to change up, um, I had to be very, very careful with how I actually approached it. Mm-hmm. because um, there would be times when like I would fuck up and me and Keith, mm-hmm. the guitar player, would laugh about it and he would think that we were laughing at him and that like it was a, it was a very delicate kind of balance as far as that was concerned and um, that was really difficult because I couldn't, I couldn't express myself the way I needed to to get the music to come across mm-hmm. how I wanted um, because I was busy stepping on eggshells when I shouldn't need to you know because every every person who has worked with me even when something doesn't go well or if i'm frustrated there's never any yelling there's never any why the fuck can't you just do this right you know like nothing ever like that because i i mess up i probably mess up the most out of my all of my band members (laughs) you know so like how can i sit there and dog on somebody else when i'm not doing this shit perfect yeah you know That's a good attitude to have. A lot of people don't have that, you know. Like yeah. This. Yeah. So, so I guess the solution there, when you have that guy 
that's all quiet and you don't really know exactly what he's thinking, you know, and you, so that the solution there is to, you're you know, you, you screw up, then you start laughing and then you say, man, I, you know, blew that one or what, you know, that one's, man, I screwed that up, whatever, you know, you, I mean, is that the solution, right? You, you kind of oh, yeah. uh, verbally say that. Oh, I, I fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was me. that, that was me. Yeah, like, yeah. Forgot what key we were in. Sorry, guys. Oh, yeah, right. You know. Um, so they're like really clear that it's not them. It's me. Andrew. Yeah, yeah. We I tried um, to make it make it that way, but um, the relationship that I have with the other members, um, I mean, we we rag on each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it, it's what your friends do, it's what yeah. your band members do. You know, and like. It's always in good fun. It's never, mm. you know, there's never any real, like, stabs or anything like that. Nothing right. like that. It's always really good. Um, and it's it's just funny, you yeah. know. We just make fun of each other all the time because we're all a bunch of big goofball, mm. weird musicians that do weird shit all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. This guy said something interesting. There was a bunch of bass NBA players talking, and they were talking about the locker room, and they were talking about how, you know, everybody just... They, they get on this guy for his stupid haircut and then they get on that guy for his dumb shoes he bought the other exactly. day and then this guy's brother who did something stupid. I mean, and everybody finds something that they did and they, they rag on him. And I think other people look at that and they go, how mean you guys are being. And they're like, yeah, but you, you got to see it from this perspective. Everybody gets you for something, you know, and yeah. then you get them back and they get and It's just what it's just what we do. It's like, you yeah. know, it's but I think especially guys are like this, but but it's like that's what it is. I mean, you're you're ragging on this guy so hard, but he just you know he just got me for my haircut the other day or exactly. the balding yeah. or whatever you know. And some most of the time, thing. most of the time, every time we get together, there's at least five or six to ten things that we found that day, <laughs> new things that we found that day to just like yeah, poke yeah. at each other at. And every single time it happens, I mean, we're all laughing. It's never mm-hmm. like we're like laughing and he's like come on you guys like really like that's yeah. enough it's never like that we're always all just having a blast you missed the words this time but this guy missed the ending the other time you know it's just right you know, oh yeah, yeah. You know. oh yeah for sure so so like th- that's that's something kind of interesting that you i think we're sort of hitting on earlier is that in in the music business especially here in town there's there's a lot of a lot of guys playing you know, and and you you'll have people. You know, um, Samantha is a good example. Danielle. You know, there's a handful of, of people that have had a lot of success um, as you know female players that are, I would argue, definitely not just up there doing a kind of singer songwriter. Okay. And I'm this you know pretty chick, and I sing yada yada. But you had Samantha up there, and she can like play, yeah, like yeah. really play. You yeah. know, and and you're you're the same, and like and there and so. How how has your experience been? You know, as as a female running the band or female in the music business, is there? You know, to my face so far, it's been great. Mm-hmm. To my face, it's been great. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had people come up to my band, my band members, and say, uh, not things about me or about me being a woman, mm-hmm. but they'll just um, say things that they just shouldn't go up to a band that just got done playing and say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll purposefully say it to them because I'm not there. Mm. So it was like one of them was, um, it was a festival uh, promoter and it was about, I had reached out to him to book us and um, <clears throat> he was like, oh yeah, well we're going to be at, uh, you're showing Topeka for New Year's Eve. 
Um, so we'll we'll check you guys out then, and we'll we'll talk after. Like, okay, cool. So came out to our show. Um, he chat we we chit chatted before our set um, a little bit. He's like, okay, well I'm really excited to, uh, to hear you and everything. And um, we played our set. We did my originals, which are blues songs, you know, um, from my first album. They're pretty traditional blues songs. There's a little variance here and there, but um, so we, we played the set, and um, I was like kind of waiting to talk to him again, you know, to see like what he thought. I uh, didn't see where he went, so I, you know, just went back with the guys, and they're like, "Yeah, that guy, that festival dude. Yeah, you know, he." Uh, came up to us and uh, was like, so you guys actually play blues, right? Because if I brought that to my festival, I'd have my balls handed to me. Like, you guys actually play blues, right? <laughs> and Keith was like, yeah, I mean, if you want us to play a set of 12-bar shuffles, we can do that for you. Mm. And he's like, that's what you need to do. We'll talk later. And walked away, and he didn't even he didn't say shit to me, uh, and so I was like, "Are you are you kidding me?" Yeah, yeah. What the? Mm. Who are you? Yeah, yeah. How dare you? Yeah. Like what? Seriously? It's like if you're gonna say that to anybody, you say that to my fucking face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like this is my band. Right. It's the Heather Newman band. Mm. I'm the one who emailed you. You don't go up to my band members who don't know that I emailed you mm. potentially. And say that to them. You say that to me, who you were dealing with booking. Say, mm. do you have a different sound in your set? Can you provide something di different? Mm. Don't come up and say, I'd have my balls handed to me if I brought that. No. Yeah, yeah. That's the so, wrong thing. Okay, so I get it. So, so you're, you, you're wondering if... If I had the been, woman, the woman thing was the reason why he didn't come up to you. Is that, is that kind yes. of what you're, what you're saying? Yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. And if I had been a man... He probably wouldn't have said any of it to any about anything hmm. because because after um, after we won the two Blues Blast Music Awards, we ended up playing another show in Topeka, and this was before this festival. He did confirm us, but he undercut me by about five hundred dollars, hmm. um, and that was as a woman. Um, I, I have a um, booking rep uh, representative with a daddy artist who's been helping me book shows now. Since doing that, I've seen a huge change in the way people talk about me via email. When I'm emailing for myself, I have to fight to prove my worth. Mm -hmm. When someone else is emailing me or even um, it, sending out emails, not even receiving the emails about booking me, but sending out emails for booking, um, they, the venues, feel the need to sell their time for the Heather Newman Band. It's like it flipped the page totally. Mm, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, I'm no longer being undercut. Mm. I'm actually, they're giving me more money than what we asked for. Mm. And I was like, how the hell does that work? Right. But so, so we did that. Um, and uh, so we played the show in Topeka. He saw us again. We didn't even have our guitar player. We played it as a trio, bass, keys, and drums. Mm -hmm. um, and we played like Stevie Ray Vaughan and like, Stupid things we shouldn't have played without a guitar <laughs> player, but we did anyways. So I get an email from him afterwards, and uh, he apologized and said, your original stuff is great. I think you should bring that to the festival. Hmm. And I was like, okay, okay. See, if I had first of all been a man, my music probably wouldn't have been a problem. Hmm. 
for the festival. It was only because I was a woman and because I had reached out and he said he was already interested and it just, I don't know, whatever that made. Yeah. But he not only did that and was extremely rude to my band, Mm -hmm. but then saw our huge success within the blues community. And then now he's on board. And now he's like, oh, well, but now I want, now I want you to come play because you're going to draw people. Yeah. And what are you doing for me lately? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and that, so, yeah, that's the thing that, that's interesting to me is is that that thing of, I didn't know what you guys were, really, and then now that you're having success, and now I'm on board, I, I would argue that that's, that's everybody, you yeah. know, I mean, that's an oh, everybody yeah. thing of, you yeah. guys aren't doing anything, and now you're so big, oh, I was always on, but no, you weren't, yeah. you know, so that, that, I don't, you know, so I would you know, make an argument that that's that specific thing is not, you know, mm-hmm. woman or man. That's, that's just, you're not, his perception was bad and then it changed or whatever. But yeah. I wonder if like, I'm really fascinated by the, why he didn't come up to you thing. That, that's, that, that's the thing that I think that's is really the thing interesting. About it. Yeah. Is that I think, um, an intimidation or something. I, I mean, think. Like, I think you know, um, that's. What's the psychological trying, thing happening? Exactly. That's the interesting thing. To I was me. trying to figure it out because I think if he had come up to say that to me, first of all, I think he he knew that that would not have been a smart thing for him to come up and say to my face. Mm, right. To be honest, mm. how he said it to my band that was not a smart yeah. thing to do. Period. Mm. Um, he could have gone up to them and asked, like, so do you guys play any other, like, do you have any kind of type other genres that you play too? Um, do you do more traditional blues or anything like that? He could have come up with a totally different tone. Yeah. How to say or that, just like, know. I don't think that sound fits very well with our festival. It's Not, I'd have my balls handed to, say, to me yeah, yeah, if I brought right. that to the yeah. festival. Yeah. Because he's saying that, and what he's saying to them is he's looking at that. At me, uh, the object. Oh, he's saying I, that. I get, I get my balls handed to me if I brought that to the festival. Mm. Yeah, what does that mean? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's you could go all day. You, know, you go all you know, day. Yeah, like, you never you know. know exactly. You know, yeah. but, but I, I wonder uh, if he felt safer because the band, you know, they're men. First of all, second of all, it's not their band. They just play for me. So why? You know, why would they feel the need to step up and be the leader, mm. you know, and to be um, confident and, you know, demanding and with their presence because that's not their job. Mm. That's my job. I talk to the people. I take care of the things, you mm. know, I schedule everything. So he's saying that they would be able to take it, like whatever the, the aggressiveness yeah, they because. So his argument, you're guessing, is that he thinks that they don't stand up to you so he can just come and tell them whatever and they're not going to stand up to him either is that kind of what you're meaning or like maybe or that yeah. um that they're they're just not going to say anything or get mad about yeah, it yeah. Um, because they're like what the fuck mm. and they're not going to re- respond in a way right, without right. checking with me first yeah, to see if this yeah. is going to be damaging like did you already talk to this guy mm. like yeah, wow, what's the situation you know, it was like they just kind of got like he just popped in and said that and then left, and they mm-hmm. were like, uh, "What?" Yeah, you know, and yeah, I think because I don't know how how uh, I'm sure it was I'm sure I intimidated him to be honest. Yeah, because I I am so young and 
I do have a lot of confidence and mm-hmm. I exude myself. Yeah. You know, I know who I am and I feel like maybe the way I had approached him in the first place, he yeah. was like, he just didn't think it was a good idea to say it to me yeah. or that I would take that's it wrong or something. So that's yeah. another thing. That he we... was afraid that I would be a bitch, you yeah. know? Yeah. They, I mean, because that's another thing we've talked about on the show is like, how do you come at those guys, the club owners, the, mm-hmm. the booking guys, how do you come at them with, for example, my buddy that I have comes at him with jokes. That's just his thing. He's a comedian almost, and so everybody loves him. I mean, he's just he has four four top of ladies rolling in two minutes. You know, I mean, yeah. he's just funny and and like. But he comes at him with jokes. Get to know him a little bit, and then you know, at the end of the conversation, have a band yada yada. And then there's other people that come up. Wendy want us, you know, and they come up just strong and hard yeah. and and. And I don't think there's, you, you can't fake it, you know, I mean, you got to be what you are. And I don't know if there is a best way, but, um, but he has the problem of, of kind of backing down a little bit because he's trying to get to know him and then they can, well, we can only give you any, and he's like, oh, okay, fine. You know, and he just, you know, falls into the corner cause he's all, cause he doesn't like confrontation, Yeah. but that's my opinion. But, uh, but anyway, like, so yeah, it's it's hard to know. Like like you yeah. just said, if I you know would that have mattered had I not come at him like that? Mm. If I hadn't, would have would he have even dealt with me? Yeah. If I didn't come with that confidence, did I come with too much? You know, it's impossible to say. Yeah, right? you never yeah. know because every person that you're dealing with is going to be different. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. they might view confidence as wow, that's awesome, or wow, she's super stuck up. Right. right. You know. So, like, it, it really just kind of depends. And, of course, if you're doing it over, you know, email or uh, yeah, text, hard, yeah. you know, you don't get the tone of voice. You don't get the, the personality traits that come through your voice and everything. So, it's a lot harder to actually understand what what and how they're trying to say sure. things, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been really weird trying to initially book myself and talk about money. Talk yeah, about money monetarily. Hard. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, monetary yeah. worth. Yeah. So, um, money's hard for everybody. Yeah. But, and yeah. I, I just didn't know how much to ask for, mm-hmm. you know, and you never know because some clubs want you, but they can only pay 250 and mm-hmm. they want a whole band for four hours. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. Yeah. I have to at least, you know, do 100 bucks per person. You know, mm-hmm. we got to live and mm-hmm. eat and yeah. pay bills. So, um, you know, there's there's always that, but the the money thing was was my biggest problem. I think I I did back down quickly too much because I wanted to make sure that we got booked. Right. I I yeah. was more at, at the time I was more interested in actually getting out and having people see us and building the fan base. Yeah. Right. Than particularly making money. Sure. You know. Yeah. Uh, and now it's to the point where you know we've been in the game long enough and we've been through it and yeah. I'm like, well, you're starting, I know you're starting you to get a baseline now, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. from the more gigs you can, oh, you yeah. know, go that, you know, 200 is not happening anymore. No, I'm not going to take that. Yeah, you know, we don't and, do any of anything yeah. like that. And um, and with the the award wins and the BMA nomination, yeah, that um, helps a lot. You know, oh yeah, yeah, the 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 price has gone up. The fee has gone up now. You I'm know, sure so. your agent, you know, helps a ton with that. Right, oh too, yes. You know, or oh, your, I love it. Your whatever the. What yeah, you call them? yeah. A, a dining artist. Yeah, yeah, it's like a group of independent um, artist community, essentially. Yeah. Uh, people who do marketing, um, social media promotion, mm. 
design, um, as well as booking, um, like t-shirt stuff, like kind of everything, but it's, it's more so, um, a community of these independent artists. So we're still working, all these artists are still working their independent thing, but they have a, a business name and a community of other artists who have the exact same goal in mind mm-hmm. that we can all help each other out yeah. because a lot That's of musicians cool. are, are artists in other crafts as well, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of them like to do that and to help each other out. So if we have this one platform where we all say, okay, well, I also do website design and this, mm-hmm. and this person says, well, I do this and this. Yeah. And they're like, well, okay, well, if I need that, would I be able to contact you? And like, maybe we can set a deal up or something. So it's like, I'm trying to, um, me and the, and the Adidas artist team, we're trying to build a, um, a more cohesive uh, network and it's, it's mainly, it's not just for f- women, but it's mainly for these independent women who are doing mm-hmm. everything and kicking ass on their own mm-hmm. so that we can all kick ass on our own, but then we can come together and we can dominate. Yeah. We can just take that's over cool. the world, you know? That's cool. So that's, uh, I'm trying to spark up more of that female revolution shit mm-hmm. in the music industry and yeah, yeah. all that. So, um, but yeah, they help out with that tremendously and I don't have to talk about money anymore with mm-hmm. people it's great mm-hmm. I just get the contracts and s- sign it and send it out mm-hmm. it's the best yeah that's cool so switching gears a little bit so tell me a little bit about your teaching that you've been doing yeah so I teach uh, guitar bass ukulele and vocal lessons um, so and I, I teach at a guitar center so mm-hmm. teaching so many different instruments I usually just end up picking up you know, one of the nice guitars or bass that I don't normally get to play. Mm-hmm, and, that's fun. <laughs> you know, so that's always nice. Get to try out new gear. But, no, it's it's a blast. I really, really enjoy it. Um, almost every single one of my students is dedicated to what they're doing and what they're trying to learn. Um, so it, it makes my job really easy. Um, and plus, I just love being able to share music and see those aha moments mm-hmm. you know when you first start out in music and the theory is just like mind-bogglingly mm-hmm. crazy and chaotic and then as soon as that just oh that's how that that's mm-hmm. what that means okay okay i get it it's that's, that's why like, you do it it's right? the to best have, feeling have that, it is the best moment yeah yeah that's, that's cool awesome. what's what's your ages i mean it's probably what 10 to 18 ish, or I mean, all over. All I over, do, yeah. yeah. I've got uh, my oldest uh, student that I taught was, I think, like 67. Yeah. You know, just something new to That's cool. keep busy with, you yeah, know. Yeah. And I think my youngest was like four or five, so yeah. those are a little bit harder to teach. They're pretty young. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different ball game with the really yeah, young kids, I isn't can't, it? Um, yeah. I don't. I don't do that very well. Yeah, I don't it's either. Little, oh, yeah. I lo- I'll, I'll hang out with the kids all day, but don't try to like have me teach them something <laughs> because like I get frustrated too much. Like oh, they're yeah. too like I want Who's that? Right, like, that's yeah. you, Johnny. That's your reflection in the mirror. <laughs> but you know, like <laughs> stuff like that. So I was like, I'd rather you know, if I'm around kids that age, I'm like, just play. Right, Come right. ask me all the random questions, but not when I need to tell you and you need to focus on me and yeah. you need to put your finger... No, Johnny, stop asking me about my nose piercing, okay, hon? Mm-hmm. Let's put your finger there. You know, mm-hmm. can't do that. Yeah, that's it's funny. It's too much. Yeah, they're really young. My, for me, 
under 10 is, is tough. I'm really, really good with the 10 and of course adults and, Mm -hmm. you know, twenties or, you know, high school kids with the 10 and up, I do really well with, I I think, but uh, like, so, um, I've noticed a lot talking to a lot of guitar type instructor instructors that it's been really interesting because I'm always dealing with strings kids, you know, like violin kids that are all in orchestra at school. Yeah. And so it's like a totally different deal than the guitar, you know, lesson type because it sounds like you're right in that area because with us, our kids like never get to pick their own music. We always pick their music, always, you know, and one of the reasons is because we, we don't have a tradition of pop music at all, but guitars do, bass oh, yeah. does, drums do, you know, and so they're always, you know, they're going, I want to play Frozen, I want to play Taylor Swift, I want to do Smoke on the Water, I want to do Sweet Alabama, you know, they have these things that they want to play, but, but, and so I, for us, it's never hard to deal with, the, like, the technique problem mm-hmm. and then the stuff you want to play problem you know mm-hmm. it's like we always have to push them over to the this is actually fun yeah you know i mean Go we're, we're so we're so good at you know in uh, string i mean it's just you with strings i mean you cannot you have to deal with technique oh yeah you, you just can't like yeah. with violin it's the hardest crap in the history of the world i mean yeah. you just you you have to do it and everybody gets it all the even the kids like you're know, like yeah this crap is really hard i i do actually need to practice you know yeah. but i i found have you found that 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 a lot of the kids are you you have to kind of pull them along with the technique a little bit and they always want to do fun stuff or how, how have you dealt with that you know it really just depends on my student mm-hmm. um i have one student my favorite student um, not naming any names, no <laughs> names, but she's my favorite. Um, she comes in, um, I've been teaching her for six months now. Mm-hmm. Um, the 28th of this month is going to be the six month mark. Mm-hmm. Um, the first song she picked, <coughs> I don't remember what it was. It's a pretty simple song. It was, um, plucking like boom, ding, boom, ding, boom, ding kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did that really well. She started singing and playing. And she had not picked up the guitar at all before she saw me six months ago. So we picked out this song, we worked <coughs> on the, the, you know, getting the guitar part all ready, and then we started bringing the vocals. She did amazing. Um, we had her first recital three months into that. <clears throat> and um, then her second song that she chose was More Than Words by Extreme. <clears throat> and that song is not an easy song <clears throat> to play. And I told her that, and I showed her how many chords were involved in this song and what it was going to take. And I was like, are you still wanting to do this song? I was like, I think she could do it. That's what I told her. I was like, I think you can do it. It's going to take a little bit longer. It's going to be harder, but I think you can do it. And she's like, I want to do it. So here we are. We started doing that. Uh, We started that song at the beginning of January. Mm. We're almost at the end of February now. And this little girl... She's like 12 or 13, maybe. This girl, she's already playing the entire verse. And um, I, I just had her yesterday for my lesson, and I hadn't seen her for two weeks because um, we had ice storm and they, they canceled. They yeah. didn't want to drive out. But um, so I hadn't seen her for two weeks. And when she came in, and I was like, okay, go ahead, uh, play the song. Let me hear it. I, I had to like, really stifle my excitement because mm-hmm. I didn't want to mess her up. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she just killed it. And I, I was like, 
I had been telling her, you need to practice with a metronome, practice with a metronome. Yeah. And I looked at her, I was like, Christine, oh shoot, I said her name. That's okay. I said, tell me, it's like, tell me honestly, how many times have you actually practiced with the metronome? She's like, once. It's like, that's what I thought. And I was like, and I wanted that honest answer because her timing was so perfect. Yeah, it was way better. Yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. it was perfect. Yeah. I was like, if you start working with the metronome now, it's like, you will be so solid in your tempos with everything you do in your guitar playing. Mm -hmm. I was like, this kid, I was like, within the next six months, she's going to have to find a new guitar teacher because she's going to be better than me. <laughs> like, that's how, she, yeah. she, that's how she's going. Yeah. So, but with her, um, she never has any questions at the end because we always make sure to cover everything. She does an hour with me. Um, she never interrupts me. She never talks during the lesson. She is there and she is soaking up every single word I have mm -hmm. to say. I don't ever have to get on her case about practicing. She told me she pre she picks her guitar up every single day for at least two hours. Yeah, I was like, dang, girl. If, if, if that's true, that's true. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I was like, with her progress, it's definitely yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, like, she she doesn't do uh, too many after school activities, so it's mm. she gets home from school and she's like, I want to play guitar. And yeah. with everything that every homework assignment I've given her, she's come back just rocking it. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Yeah, and then I have uh, one other student who I've only been seeing for about five weeks now. I've done the exact same thing every single lesson. Every time I tell her to do a chord, she looks at me and goes, I don't want to. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you here? Yeah. Why are you doing, well, because I want to play guitar. Obviously you yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because right, I'm telling right. you to play your guitar and right. you, you're telling me no. Yeah. So I was like, that is so stressful to me when they are mm -hmm. fighting on that yeah you know so like... so here's so with with that and that's where i'm at right now with there there's obviously a cognitive dissonance right there i mean they're saying this and then they're doing that you know and they're, they're not even close to matching so something's wrong in their head i mean they of, of how they you know and so where i'm at and this kind of is also back to the band problem of so you have this student who is not they're they're not doing what they need to do, and th this is not like they're not they're not it's not that they're barely not pro progressing they're they're doing nothing they're just not they're, doing they're, they're, yeah and yeah. so where I'm sitting is that that's when I would obviously want to come do the come to Jesus meeting with the parents okay. you know and but but it's hard because when the parents want them to do it sometimes the parents you know kind of keep pushing them for another month or two and then they get the, kind of get the hint and the, yeah. the kid keeps you know chirping their ear at home and stuff but I want to know like this one guy I talked to he was like he's like yeah I mean you know once in a while I kind of got to go through and like clean up my studio I was like oh damn you know like basically like kick out you know these four turds basically is what he yeah. meant you know I have these 40 kids and I have to clean it up you know and of the the, the riffraff that don't really want to be here and stuff and so but for a lot of us that are still always wanting students, sometimes we're nervous to do that because mm -hmm. we need the money, you know? And yeah. so we, we, we don't want to sit there and kick everybody out that isn't, you know, isn't going to do anything and they hate me and I hate them and it's, you know, it's just bad, you know, yeah. but, uh, but I want to do something about that. But I've, I've tried to remember that, you know, for somebody like us, we, I mean, we teach and play mm -hmm. and write, and this is our entire life and, for, for, you know, people like me, I started three years old, you know, I'm not even good enough for the symphony and I've played my whole life, 
you know, and, and these kids, you know, some of these kids are just, I mean, musically playing at IBC, that's never going to happen, you know, for them. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. and especially their attitude right now, it's definitely oh, yeah. never going to happen. So yeah. I'm always wondering what do I do with them? And it's the thing that a lot of people in the world, I think, don't want to accept the idea that you can't save everyone. Like, you know, that or not save everyone, but everybody is not going to be good at this. Yeah. And they want to, like, they feel like that's giving up. And, yeah, it is. You know, it, I mean, it is, you know, and but it's also, think? I, I think it's also opening yourself up to finding where your true passion is. You know? Some kids, um, everybody, kid? yeah. yeah. So, like, everybody has a passion for music. Um, it might not be playing it, but it might mm. be dancing to it, or it might be writing it. You might not be able to sing it, mm. but you might be a hell of a songwriter, you know? Um, so it just kind of depends, but music is such a core thing for every single kid that, like, I I want to try to find where their music passion lies. Yeah. Do they just want to listen to it? Do yeah. they want to go see live music? Do they want to be a part of the back end of it, mm-hmm. you know? Or that kind of thing. So it's it's never that, like... I think these kids want to be a, you know, big pop star and, you know, be famous or anything like that because a lot of my students don't want to do that, Mm -hmm. but they want to find a way to, with what they are doing, still be happy and still have that thing that they can fall back on for when life just gets too crazy, they have that release, you know, and, um, and that's what it's for for them. Yeah. That, that's not what it's for for me. No. You know, I'm a hardcore. We're, you know, deep yeah. in this, you know, yeah. but for them, that's what, and I have to accept that as a teacher. Yeah. And, they're and not that's, gonna, you know. And, and for me, it, I can accept that. My, my, the thing that I hate the most is when the kid is really passionate about it. The kid works hard for it. And for some, some reason, some stupid reason, the parent just says no. You can't do this anymore. Yeah, that's that's rough. That's the worst. And yeah. and sometimes it's happened, and I know it wasn't a money problem. Mm-hmm. I know it yeah. wasn't a money problem. Yeah. Because the kids are in track, and they're in mm-hmm. gymnastics, and yeah. they're in this, and they're in that, and they're in that, and they're mm-hmm. in that. And it's all sport-type things that's running this poor little kid ragged to the mm-hmm. point where she's like... Like uh, about to have a nervous breakdown, mm-hmm. and she wants to do the music, mm-hmm. but her parents say no because you have to do this exercise thing instead, in addition to the five other exercise mm-hmm. things that we have you do in this month. You know, like and all honors classes and the uh, and all of that. You're, stuff. you're preaching the you choir. Know, talked like, about this on the show a ton. Uh, <laughs> the kids that are in 19 activities and yeah. you're and and that's that's what I've tried to talk to some parents about before too. Is that like. I'm starting to come around to the multiple avenue kind of a thing. Uh, um, and before I was not on that board at all because because I was saying, I mean, if you're going to be in the symphony, you eventually have to make a commitment in your life that you're going to play a lot of music. Yeah. Not necessarily that you only do music all day, every day, but you're going to have to at some point make a commitment to soccer and then you end up playing college soccer or music or whatever. And, yeah. But... Um, I can understand the argument of for all of us making money what the best argument I've heard against that point or for the point of, of put your kids in multiple things is what happened when the music business dies and that's a really good argument you know is that you have no other skills 
<laughs> you know, I, I, that's all I've done my whole entire life. And what else are you going to do? Oh, well, I don't do any, I don't know how to do anything. Yeah. You know, so that, that's the only argument that I've heard that makes a lot of sense. But if you're going to get good at something, you got to take some focus at it at some point. Yeah. And you can't, you can't spread your, your, your shitty at six things by the exactly. time you get to college. That's my opinion. I mean, yeah. and, uh, I don't know what to, and that's where I'm back to, how do I tell the parents that? Cause now yeah. I'm verging a life coach and, yeah. and you know, and, yeah. and, and I, I had a hard time cause I wanted to tell the parent of the student that was taken out of music. I was like, you really should take her out of one of these extracurricular activities because she's already extremely fit and healthy. And I was like, but what is that going to do to her when, you know, she's going and going and going and going and going and going and going yeah. and going and can never stop. It's like the music is something for her to sit down and focus mm. and create and have a little bit of therapy rather than I need to do this. I need to beat them. I need to win this. I need to, ah, you know, yeah. like it's, it's calming. Yeah. It's calming. And especially, you know, and I'm not saying that she should take her out of everything, but right. there was in so many things and they said it was between this and this thing, but they already had so many things over in this one category. And it was like, expand on her art, yeah. expand on her art. You've already got all the, you got the physical activities down. The mom was like a physical trainer and then dad was They're like in soccer officer. and track. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, dude, like, you need, so you need any running. more running? Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> so much running. Because music's a different kind of skill. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's a totally different oh, yeah. deal. It is a but, physical yeah. skill, right. but it's, it's more of a physical mental skill. Yeah. I heard one of my other students, when I had this come to Jesus meeting about that with another student, though, that she said something that I'll just, I just laugh at every time. She goes... Well, I think it'll be okay because, you know, volleyball stops on Tuesday and soccer starts on Thursday. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I don't know. They're like, she was just trying to justify, you know. I'm like, oh, great. So you stop one to just start another. Okay, I get it. You know, I don't know. I was laughing my ass off about that. Because I, I don't know. It was just like, we were not, mother and I were not on the same page no. at all, you know. Like, <laughs> there was a, the, the one student that I do have um, that has just been giving me so much trouble. Uh, I was thankful because I did have a talk with her dad. Mm. And um, after I had a talk with her in the room, because she was just fighting and fighting and fighting and mm -hmm. fighting. And I was like, I have a really good filter, uh, you know, and I'm very, very patient. And I can deal with a lot. But this little girl almost had me be like, are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious right now? You like, said that's that what, to her? No. Oh, yeah. I was like, are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. but I almost, and I was like, mm -hmm. mm, there, she's a child. Right, yeah, she's yeah, a child. she's a child, yeah. As bratty as she is, and as much as she doesn't want to be here, mm -hmm. she's a child. It's mm -hmm. not her fault, but I'm going to tell her, no more, no more. It's like, it's, it's, you have one week to show me that you are actually making some kind of improvement. One mm -hmm. week. And I went out to her dad, and I looked at him, he's like, how's she doing? I was like, to be honest, I'm extremely disappointed. Yeah. I'm extremely disappointed. I was like, you spent a month, a month, you spent money on a month worth of lessons and she has had lesson number one four times. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, and telling the dad what's up. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah that was yeah. all I said to him. And he just looked at her and he goes, you said you wanted to do this. You said you've been practicing when I'm not home. He's Good like, for him. Are you actually going to do this or Good am I wasting him. my money? He's like, 
you better fix this because yeah. next time she tells me this, we're done. It's like, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Dad, for being that dad. Yeah. A lot of times they side with the kid. I know. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm like, your little angel isn't so much of a little angel. <laughs> like, serious. They go, well, you know, <laughs> you know and the, the parent's like, well, you know, she's just a, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. Okay, so here's the question is that, well, two things. One, you said she's just a child and that that's another one that that i've been coming at too this one guy they were talking this is a whole nother free will conversation but they were talking about you know how in our society we assume you know we have to eventually make a marker of 18 as now you are you know you're an adult you have the ability to make your own choices Mm -hmm. it's it's not you're a child anymore now you're responsible yeah and they said that it doesn't it doesn't just go and this is this is where you get into this insane gray 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 area where it's it's not like you know no free will and then boom eighteen yeah they no. said it's like an airplane you know you you're going off and you're you you know yeah, yeah four years old you you have this much kind of free will that that we can't just blame it on your parents but you can blame a lot of it you know in society yeah. whatever yeah. now all of a sudden they get to ten. You know, and then 15 and then, you know, it's an airplane going up. And so how, so how hard can you go with, is a rhetorical question, but how hard can you go with them, you know, early on? I think it really just kind of, it really just depends on the kid, I think, because with her, I think the come to Jesus meeting that I had with her Mm -hmm. last week, um, I was totally prepared to, uh, this week cause I expected her to be giving me, you know, giving me some sass and stuff, which she did a lot. And I had to struggle to be like, all right, are you done? Can we please get back to work? Yeah. Like you're not, you are not going to be talking to me like this. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, you I don't come, have come her, time her kind of hard. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, Direct. and it was always, you know, it was always kind, but I would put my things down. Are you done? Yeah. yeah. You know, make it very obvious that You'd you're being extremely yeah. disrespectful yeah. right now. And I'm this close to ending it and you yeah. can leave, you know? Yeah. And I had told her, I was like, you have one week. And I was expecting no progress, you mm. know, um, today. And I was expecting her to be giving me lip, stuff like that. And I was like, the f- I, I had I had a talk with my manager. I was like, this is what might happen today. Yeah. This is what might happen today. I was like, if it does happen, I'm going to be talking with her dad. And I'm going to tell him I think he needs to take her out. Yeah. She needs to find something else yeah. that she should start doing. Um Luckily, I think I scared her enough yeah. last week. Maybe dad, maybe dad said something too. You know, I'm, I'm sure like, he yeah. did because when yeah. he was not happy when I told him I was disappointed with her progress. So, yeah. you know, but um, she she actually did her work today, and she wasn't she wasn't as she was sassy. less less sassy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which that's fine. You know, it's it's okay to you know be you, yeah. but there's boundaries. You still have to be respectful, Mm -hmm. you know? And when I say it's enough, you better shut your mouth and do the work, you know? (laughs) Like, yeah. And I'm, and I'm struggling too with the when of that question is not necessarily, obviously the, how do you say it to them? But the, when do you like, so how many, how many sassy lessons is it going to take to the, are you done? You know, that, you know, and that, that's where I'm kind of struggling with. Cause I can, I can see it coming. You know, oh, and yeah. I, I know that, and all of us can, you know, so you want to deal with this now, but, um, but sometimes it's probably not appropriate because it, you know, you're annoyed, but you're, you're not, 
annoyed enough that a sane person would be, you know, because you're just in the moment. Yeah. You're like, a sane person would not be as annoyed as I am right now. Yeah. Calm down, Rob, you know. Exactly. But, yeah. but then it sounded like that was the right time. For you know, sure. At that because moment. Because we had, we had um, it was just the last two lessons that I had with her, it was constant fighting. Yeah. Every single yeah. thing I told her to do, <laughs> she said, I don't want to do it. Oh, I thought you were just going to keep going. I said, no, I'm done I'm done now. It's your turn. She's like, well, you're the teacher. Why aren't you teaching? I'm like, you're the student. Why aren't you learning? <laughs> See, that's just... Like, seriously, little girl? Like, the fuck do you think I'm trying to do here? You're, you're <laughs> a teacher. You should be teaching. Like, my uh, one, I, my my nephew one time, he was or he was six or something, and he looked at my dad, my brother, and he was just like, he was like, I don't have to. It's a free country, you know? So it's like... Yeah, it's like little we all, we like all were in there. We were like, ooh, like young kids saying that, you know, like. Yeah, sometimes and that's kind of like. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, if you were my kid, yeah. oh my gosh, you would not be behaving like that. First of all, yeah. it wouldn't like, even have gotten to that point. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. and if it had gotten to that point, it wouldn't have been with a stranger. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was the one thing. Like, I would, I would smart off to my mom. There was no way in hell I would ever disrespect a stranger or a teacher yeah. or anything like that because I thought I was getting in trouble for doing that to her oh yeah. god no uh-uh I was always way more way more scared of teachers than my parents oh, yeah. you know oh, yeah. they're, I know not, how to... they're not gonna like to do that <laughs> yeah but, uh, but yeah well cool I mean we would probably go all night talking about this crap I love this stuff um last quick question for you um talk to me a little bit about the um your thoughts on just the the KC music scene in general? Yeah, you know the the music scene in general. I don't know too much about mm. um, because I've uh, been here for four years now. Mm. Um, really, I only go out uh, to play my shows or yeah. to go to like the Blues Jam on yeah. Tuesday or something like that. Um, I'm a I'm a um, ambivert. So I, yeah, okay. So like, it's an introvert and an extrovert. Oh, weird. So it's okay. like it's having the mixture of the two. Okay. Where most of the time, I really don't like to deal with people. Mm. I don't like to be out in public. I don't yeah. like to have that kind of air. I like to be at my home with my dogs, not talking to people, mm. like doing my own thing with my own vibes, not having any kind of other outward oh, energy coming in. But when I do go out, I'm like let's go mm, out yeah. like and it's usually out really late you know i'm talking to everybody yeah. but once that ends up happening my battery is completely dead and i have to recharge which mm. usually takes about a week mm, you know being at home with my dogs so the yeah. the uh, ibc was really difficult for me yeah. because not only was yeah, i just stay in, up there for yeah well yeah and yeah. it wasn't only just like being around that energy and that many people constantly it was being around that many people and having almost all of them want to talk to me and to yeah. meet me and to say something and to mm. blah blah and so i'm being pulled in every single direction and i'm just trying to get right there so i can walk out the door but it takes me literally 40 minutes yeah. not even kidding literally yeah. 40 minutes to walk five feet because i everywhere right. is people are t yanking on me pulling me Touching my the back of my thigh to get my attention because they're sitting down and they're doing that stuff like that. Yeah. The, the second to last day I was there, it got to the point where when people would touch me, I would go, and then I would have to be like, "Hi, how are you?" You know. Yeah. So when we got back to the hotel, 
my poor bandmates, I felt so bad. I was just so on edge. I was like anxiety ridden, you know, and um, I was like just kind of bitchy and snapping at everything. And um, my keyboard player, Ryan, he's like, it's gonna be okay. And he like went in for a hug. I was like, don't fucking touch me. Don't touch me. He was like, okay, I'm sorry. I was like, just, I am so over it. I was like, I'm going to go to bed. I was sleeping on the couch. And so I was like, start walking that way. And he comes around like he was going to sit on the chair and like chit chat for a little bit. And I just looked at him and I was like, no. He's like, what? I was like, no, get the fuck out. (laughs) And he was like, okay, I'm really sorry. I "I just can't do it. It's not you. It's it's not. Yeah, Yeah, it was was everyone. It was everything. It was just uh, it was late. I was tired. We had been walking and carrying bass, which was really heavy. Yeah. And I had extra things in it, so it was extra heavy. And I woke up the next morning and I was like, "Hey, you guys, I'm really sorry about last night. That's yeah, yeah. not, you know." I was like, "You guys know that's not how I normally am." And they're like, "No, we know it was a lot." And they're like, "I don't understand how you talk to that many people." I was like, "Honestly, yeah, I'm just pretending like I know everybody." It's a whirlwind well. of just. I intensity, don't I'm like sure. It. Yeah. I don't like it. She she said something really interesting about introverts and extroverts. My mom did, and she was like, "There, there's people like my my brother, for example, where he can do great in a crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he he's youngest child. He can be very funny and yeah. and and really have the whole room rolling. But if you're a person that if you had a choice would choose to go home and be by yourself or go out, you're an introvert." Yeah. You know, okay. don't be pretending that you're not because that's the, that's the, the baseline really oh, yeah. is, is if, if you were to choose, you would choose to go out and put like, I'm, I would I, I'm kind of both, but I definitely am very okay with going out in public. I really, I'm a super extrovert. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I did this personality thing. I'm like 99th percentile oh, extrovert, yeah. like it, as far. So I would always choose to go out, but she said, that's what. You know, when you're a half and half person, when you're like, I'm not an introvert. Well, if you had the choice, what would you choose? That means you're an introvert. Yeah. If you, you know, oh, so yeah. maybe that sounds like, you know. For sure. I, know. I love going out and playing music and I love being on the stage. I love being in that kind of setting, but only for a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and mostly it's just because there's so many people and they get so drunk and they just want to touch and they get physical. Yeah. And it's not that they're like groping me or anything like that, but yeah. they just want to hug me or just stand right here while they talk to me or yeah. scream in my ear. And I'm like, hey, bud, I can hear you fine from over there. Yeah. You know? So it's like, but most of the time, um, you know, when fans come out to our shows and we take a set break and they're like, oh, well, we're just really tired. We're going to head home. I hope you have a good rest of your set. I'm like, it's okay. If I could, I'd be going home too right now. Sure, like, yeah. yeah, well, uh, well, definitely, um, we probably, you know, could go all night on this, but we'd probably, probably wrap this up a little bit, but yeah, I definitely, uh, know there's a ton of, ton of jams in town. If you haven't been to some of them, you know, I, I was trying to find them when I first got into town too. So that, yeah. that's a good, uh, you know, a good, a cool thing to do. And I'm ever, I mean, everybody would be glad to have you, I'm sure, you know, obviously. So that'd be something cool to do, but, um. But yeah, well, it's uh, definitely uh, keep keep up everything that you've been doing. It sounds like it sounds like you're doing good and figuring it out and oh, yeah. running your band and teaching and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been a really awesome journey so far, and we're getting ready to hit the studio uh, mm. the start of March. So cool. Another studio album out, and then um, 
Got lots of good stuff in the works. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. This is Heather Newman. Come check her out here in Kansas City, playing and doing all sorts of awesome stuff. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be back next time with another guest talking about stuff. So uh, there you go. Have a great day.